Hello and welcome to Two Guys, One Sidewalk. I'm Shane. And I'm Keith. Welcome to episode number four. Episode four. Thank you all so much for liking and subscribing to our YouTube channel, our TikTok, our Twitter, our Facebook page. We really appreciate the support. It's kind of cool, Keith, to be walking around town and people say, hey, my, my dad watched your Two Guys, One Sidewalk podcast. So yeah, matter, matter of fact, I heard I got, someone told me the other day that we had a viewer from out of state that was listening to us also. So I thought that was pretty neat that we had a couple of viewers from out of state that was most definitely so thank you all for the support we hope we continue to grow we hope we continue to provide a a product of information and fun and something y'all continue to watch let's talk a little bit about what happened this weekend down south yeah it was it was it's been a big week in Bossier city this week we've got a couple of kind of big news things going on right here one the girls did it they brought it home they brought home the ship it was really cool the you were down there live, right? I was. I actually got invited by Sobo Live, one of our sister podcast right. news stations here in, in South Bossier. They, uh, and so I had the VIP all access credentials. So wow. I was on uh, on the court before the game. A shout out to Sobo Live for, for allowing me to do that. I'm going to be writing an article about the championship game for them. They, they do a good job of keeping up with things in the sports and things like that in South Bossier. They do a good job of that. They really do. And so we were we were on the court pregame, got to go down with about four minutes to go, take some pictures and video of the celebration. It was just really awesome. You know, after losing 80-79 to 79 last year in, in overtime, I believe the girls were were ready and and locked in as as you heard a lot over the weekend was they were they were locked in and i tell you Michaela Williams about three minutes into the game I looked to the guy next to me and I said she's she's taking this yeah she she put the team on her shoulders and said we're going to win or lose on on me you know last year I thought that she should have taken over a little bit more maybe the offense been ran through her I'm telling you, she touched the ball on every possession. Oh, yeah, she 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 was dominant. She Very looked like dominant. the number one player in the nation. She, like I said, she said we're going to win it through me. And I noticed that Ponchatoula, they kind of, I don't know if they made a decision. Hey, we're just going to try to just limit Michaela and, and shut down Chloe because they they stayed on Chloe the first quarter. Everywhere Chloe went, they were in her pocket. So I I, I kind of wondered if that was the best move on their part. Maybe they thought they couldn't shut, shut Michaela down at all, and so that way. Well, it's funny. So after the after the game, we had interview access. The LHSA had the interview room, and I walked in and listened to Tula's coach talking, and she's like, we just threw a bunch of trash defenses at them. We watched what Benton did to them. And so Benton did the face guarding of Chloe to try to keep Chloe out of the game because they knew that Michaela was probably going to get hers no matter what. Right. And that's- Put three people on her. She was going to score. Right, yeah. She's going to get her points, and I guess they figure if they limit Chloe, they would stay in it. Uh, but I, So they tried several different defenses, three or four different defenses, and, and the uh, coach from the other team said, look, we, we were just out, man. And so I'd like to give a shout-out, too, to McKenna Miles. She ran the point guard, called the plays, did a really good job. Then Lucy had a great game. Anne-Marie had a great game. Overall, they had fun. You could tell that they really enjoyed the the rematch revenge game and getting to go out there and really show who the best team was. Yeah, and the first quarter was really a tight-knit game. Both teams seemed like they were shooting lights out. I was, I was nervous. They, I think they both shot 50% from the field yeah, in the first quarter. We were talking about it that – how would you like feel to either on either team? Hey, we shot fifty or fifty percent higher, and still only being a one point game, or still being a tight game. You played about as well as you can, and we're even. 
you know, and it. Yeah, it was. I, I was nervous that the first quarter, back and forth, two points, four points. Even in the second quarter, you know, we were up five at one point, and I said, if we can just have a ten point lead at halftime, right. I don't feel good about that. And 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 matter of fact, I, you and I talked about this the other day. Michaela, right there at the end of the halftime, when she she scored, they went had a one and one. They missed with I think about five seconds left to go. She gets the ball, drives back down full length of court, pulls up, hits the three. I believe that was a dagger in their heart right there whenever. No doubt. And a funny story about that. So if you were watching it on TV, she she hit that three and she ran off the court and ran into the locker room. She was stoked. But she forgot that she was supposed to be back on the court to receive her all-academic award. Yeah. yeah, she hit it, and she just never stopped. He was just a complete run around into the into and the tunnel. So they had to go all the way to the locker room and get her and say, hey, you've got to come back out. And her and McKenna Miles both received the all-academic award at halftime of the game so not only are they making things happen on the court they're making things happen off the court and and that that shows really well for them to be not only great players but also great students that that's that's the big thing to to be the actual student athlete who does it both you know no that doubt. that was really look forward to it I, I was glad that they won it i think it was kind of a make or break this year everybody felt like this had to be their year to get it and i'm glad they did it because it I, I couldn't imagine playing with the pressure they had all year of knowing oh, that you've got the number one, number two player in the country. Yeah. You, you're, you're, you were in the championship last year and you lost by one in overtime. And so, yeah, the pressure was there. And they played kudos to Coach Williams because they played some tough teams in the beginning of the year from Texas and, and obviously Sierra Canyon right. came to town. So kudos to prepare her for preparing that team. And, and during the post-game interview, she talked about her husband wasn't the only one in the house That's that had right. a state championship now. She still so. needs one more to match him, though, correct? Well, and I did challenge. I saw Chloe, and I also saw Zara, who was a freshman. And I said, all right, y'all are up. Y'all are next. That's it's, right. Could, could we get back there next year? I think there's a great possibility. I know Chloe has given up softball and is now going to be just strictly basketball. I saw that. I saw, I, and she that was a article. heck of a softball yeah, Actually, I, I, I'd always heard she was a better softball player than she was a basketball player, which is amazing because she's a great basketball player. Yeah, so that, that'll that be interesting to watch. I'm sure she's going to spend the summer doing some traveling and, and playing basketball. So is she hoping to get a scholarship in basketball? Most definitely. I don't think there's any hope to it. I think she's she's going to oh, play. She, she's one of the best uh, pure shooters in the state. Yeah, she'll play at the next level. She's got a nice little drive with the left-handed floater. She'll be she'll be special, and and I look forward to watching them again well, next I, year. I'm going to be a little biased here. Hey, Chloe, about 60 miles down the road, there's a nice little school that needs your help. Uh, no doubt, Louisiana Tech. Louisiana Tech. And for the audience that watches this between now and, and Tuesday, on Wednesday, the South Bossier Lunch Group, Dennis Bamberg and I, are hosting your state championship Lady Panthers for our lunch. You'll get to hear from the coaches and the players. So 12 o'clock at Bel Air South Complex, 12 to 1 on Wednesday, March the 8th. Get, Come, a, little, get a little lunch and listen to the, the state championship basketball team. No doubt, no doubt. It's a fun time. Also, you got any recap on Landry visit last week? Jeff Landry luncheon went well. I think we had a little over 100 people. The North Bossier Lunch Group, South Bossier Lunch Group, and the Republican women put together the Jeff Landry luncheon. Over 100 folks there for, for the lunch and got to listen to him talk about how important this next election for governor was. 
I really enjoyed it and, and look forward to hearing more from Jeff Landry and more about his plans to help our state. Yeah, I assume he's the front runner at this point. Yeah, I believe so. Obviously, not everybody's announced. And he brought up a good point at the luncheon. He said, you know, if, if, if you haven't already made up your mind, if you're running for governor, you probably sh- shouldn't. Yeah. You know, at it's this kinda, point. It's kind of late to be trying to get in. Right. The election's big. in October. You know, I, I, I think he's going to be the front runner on the Republican side. I think Sean Wilson, who just retired from DTO, DOTD, is probably going to be the front runner on the Democratic side. So it'll be, you know, interesting. i tell you what. What normally happens is the Democrats get behind one solid candidate right. and the Republicans pick each other apart. Right. We get behind about and, 10. Uh, the LA GOP has already endorsed Landry. The Bossier Parish Republican Executive Committee has already endorsed Landry. So hopefully you won't get into it. Hopefully you'll have, you know, two strong candidates, right. one from the Democrat side, one from the Republican side. Well, I, I'm actually glad to see that the Republican Party is actually putting, putting a strong candidate out there. I've kind of felt... Personally, the last two governor elections, we have not put a strong candidate out there, in my in my opinion. I, I just felt like that we kind of gave Edwards the the seat the last two times. And I, I would agree with that hundred percent. I think last the last election they picked each other apart, they they bashed each other. And then the election before that, I believe, was was bitter and that yeah, wasn't he a had, good candidate. He had so much all. baggage with him, you know, and even though I, I get aggravated with people who have that baggage on there because, you know, people are forgiven. His wife and God had forgiven him. It's, it's none of my business, if anybody else's business, if he's been forgiven or not, because his wife forgave him and God forgave him. Yeah. So, you know, I, I really got aggravated with some people who didn't vote for him because of his past, but that's neither here nor there on that. Yeah. Well, I tell you that that's, you know, politics one-on-one when it starts getting dirty, they go back and find whatever they can, whatever they can find. Or, but I I do think this election will be a little bit different. There's still talk. I don't know if state treasurer Schroeder is going to put his name in the hat. He's a great, great candidate and a great person as well. I really like him, but I don't know. um, Have we haven't heard officially if, or I haven't heard officially if he's going to be in the race. All right. Also, some more big news for South Bossier. Sounds like we're getting a new restaurant. I know everyone's kind of happy to have another place to eat at. And, and I think the news came out last week that Shane's has taken over the old Chicken Express. Yeah, I tell you, I, I had lunch on Wednesday with our mayor. He kind of briefly mentioned it to me. And then I think later that night, Shane's made the announcement that they were going to be coming to South Bossier. I'm excited for, for us to have another option, another restaurant, something other than than a dollar store and a chicken place in South Bossier. I, I really think they'll do well. I, I can tell you that during, you know, COVID, he set up in a parking lot of, I think it, I call it the Diamond Shane Yeah, it's Rock, changed names so many Valero. times. Uh, it might but, be a shell station. Yeah, now. it's I'm probably not really sure what it is. But, and did very well. And I'm a, I'm a gumbo to go guy. Love gumbo to go and support them. But I think competition is great. And another sit down place for the people in South Bossier to go. Right. And, you know, he had purchased land and was going to build a, a spot in South Bossier. And then this Chicken Express people, they reached out and they were they were going to be closing up. So it was kind of a no-brainer. Instead of having an empty building that just sits right. there in South Bossier, he, he decided to go ahead and purchase that. So looking forward to that. And I think sometime in March it's going to be opening. So okay, be real that's soon. great, great. You know, I'm I'm like you. I, I'm a gumbo-to-go person, too. I love gumbo-to-go. Matter of fact, I went there last week and – Got my usual cheeseburger. But, yeah, it, I, I think it's good to have some other places to sit down and eat also. 
So looking forward to it, you know, anything that can make South Bossier grow, I'm happy for. So, and matter of fact, speaking of South Bossier wanting to grow, they also opened the bids this week on the new Jimmy Davis Bridge. They did. The Jimmy Davis Bridge bids came in. I think they, they only had three people bid on it, and then I think two bids came in, one at 400 and. Seventy-four the other, million. Other one that won at three hundred sixty-one million, which was about one hundred forty million over what they had projected. Correct. So. And, and once those bids got open, I was really concerned, and I'm still a little bit concerned of you know how expensive that was. But I, I picked up the phone and, and and called some of our elected officials, state representatives, and spoke with them, and they said, "Look, you know." It is concerning that it came in that much higher, but it couldn't have come in higher at a better time. And in conversation, they were like, you know, the state had the surplus this past year. And you've also got somebody who really wants this project and uh, Sean Wilson from DOTD that's going to be running for governor. Yeah, that would be a great thing for him up north if he can say, hey, I've got your bro- your bridge approved. So, also, how much, like, I need your vote. Yeah, so it's it's going to be interesting. From what I understand, they have 30 to 45 days to accept the bid. Right. And obviously, they're going to have to find that extra money when they go into session. Right. And I believe that they're going to they're going to find the money. They're going to move forward with the Jimmy Davis Bridge project. Well, and, and I think if they if they get it, if they approve it, they're going to start the late late part of this year starting on it so Correct. that'll be and good say it'll be done in 2027 yes that would be great now of course the the old bridge is staying it's going to be a, a it's going to be park. a linear bridge park uh i'm not trying to laugh about that but uh, it will be very interesting to see i've heard i think the guys at Bozier watch talk about they're going to put a boat bungee jumping station <laughs> up up at the top of it you know it'll be it'll be interesting but it will be a linear park bridge it, how it, often it'll be open will be up to the yeah you know, it's going to be a state park yeah, so Lieutenant Billy Nungusser, Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungusser will will be in charge of that. So we don't know if that park will be open every day, all day. Hopefully, it's going to have an escalator or an elevator, I so. so I can make yeah, it to or the top. an oxygen tank at the top. Exactly, but you know, uh, it'll actually be the first linear bridge in Louisiana. So that would be that'll be neat. It'll also be the most expensive bird nest in all of Louisiana. There's there's no doubt about that. It's been that for 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 a while. Right. Too. I, I I'm glad those birds aren't having to lose their home because I'm sure those birds have been sitting underneath the underneath the bridge, sitting there worried to death that they're going to lose their house and not have anywhere to go once they foreclose on their bridge. So you know I I don't I don't understand. You know, part of the agreement I believe to get the federal money for this project was to keep that and not tear down bridges, and that's something the current administration doesn't want is tearing down of, of these older bridge structures, but making it a linear park. Uh, I'm not so sure that that's somewhere I would go have a picnic. I, I wouldn't think it would be a bad idea to be a linear park. If it didn't have a 45 degree angle to walk up for a half a mile to get there, you know, that wouldn't might not be a bad idea, but it, it is a trek to get to the top of Jimmy Davis bridge. It's not just a normal bridge. It's, the, the cool part about it, I guess, will be that for the biking community, the people that bike down Clyde Fant can come over that bridge and then bike on the Arthur Ateague. So I, I couldn't imagine trying to bike up that bridge. Yeah, I, I won't be. I'll be watching from yeah, far. I would roll backwards trying to roll, bike up that bridge. I'm really hoping for the, like they have in Vegas, when you're trying to go up into, I think, Planet Hollywood and you just step on and it moves like yeah. the escalator that goes straight. I'd probably do that. I'd probably stand on it. That's right. I could do that. Um, 
But the the good news about that bridge, there was some talk about it being who was going to be responsible for the bridge is going to be a state park, linear park. So and neither then, parish is going to be responsible for it. Correct. I think they're going to go into an agreement for picking up trash on it, but uh, they won't be responsible for the insurance or the maintenance. Well, that, that's good. I know that was a big, both, both parishes were kind of upset about that thinking, where are we going to get the money to keep this bridge? Cause it has to still pass the same. Yeah. Same as section as a regular, as a regular bridge. bridge. So that, that would be a lot of upkeep for both parishes no to try to keep up. And the, that. and the four lane bridge that has been proposed now, obviously the, I haven't seen the drawings, but they're going to put a center median down Jimmy Davis Highway. So you'll see a lot of oh, really? changing there. So are they going to – both sides are going to lose some of their property? Yes. And of course, on the – on the, I guess the south side, there's just a huge ditch. So I think they'll probably use part of that ditch is – is Okay. You know, so I don't think the, the businesses will lose – you know, their parking lots or anything through there, but they will be putting a median down Jimmy Davis highway and have several lanes on each side. Yeah. I think I saw where they're going to make it four lanes. Yep. So it, it would be nice. It, once the headache of all the construction gets over with, it's going to be really nice for, for us in South Bossier, you know, especially since what we've dealt with for the last 30 years, for sure. You know, well, and I know, you know, there's a lot you go on Facebook and I, I've been pretty invested in this project is, I went with Mayor Chandler down to Baton Rouge. We met with the governor. We met with DOTD. We met with all of our elected officials. And and I know there's a lot of people that say, we're never going to get that Jimmy Davis Bridge. I, I believe now is the time. I believe it's going to happen. Right. There's, I, there's too many things that have lined up in favor of this. I think there's been too much pushback over the years, too, of us having not already gotten it. That yeah, I think they're going to – they're finally going to get it done. It's just – it's hopefully by 27. Hopefully they don't delay it again. So, but it'll be nice when they finally get it. I'm looking forward to it. No doubt. We'll keep posted, like I said, that 30 to 45 day bid acceptance. And then I'm going to stay in contact with some of our senators, state representatives during this process to make sure that if it, us as the public need to help in any way, making phone calls, right. doing any things that, that we'll, we'll keep an eye and an ear out for that. You know, the other thing that kind of went on this week's not really a local story. We kind of talked about it a little bit last week, but the Alex Murdoch his trial into this week. Yeah. And his sentencing and his sentence. Well, they sentenced him quick. It was, it was like guilty sentence. They yeah. didn't. Matter of fact, I was watching. So what about three hours? I think they, it took them to make the decision. And then the judge said, can y'all be back here tomorrow yeah. at 30? He wasn't wasting any time. He got consecutive life sentences. Yeah. And I tell you, of course, conspiracy theorists. And I've, seen them. I've seen them all I, over the place. I, I'm not so sure he did it. Really? I think he was there. You think I think when you, uh, you have an idea who you think did it? when you when you you know when you allegedly have a bunch of land and drug trafficking and when you're money involved, problems when you're and, involved with the cartel you know there there's there's no telling but uh, I, I've I've seen the conspiracy theories over time you know I, I wished I would have watched the trial I didn't watch the documentary soon enough to catch the trial from the beginning I would have liked to have watched the trial. But I've seen them, you know, people talking about how he couldn't shoot at this angle and he didn't have enough time to get from here to there and, you know, all that. It There might have been a second person, you know, but he ain't saying. No. <laughs> so he's he's keeping it quiet either they – if it was somebody he was scared of, he's keeping it really hush-hush. Or if his son, Buster, was involved in it, I don't know. You know, I've, I've seen where people said Buster's involved in it because he don't want people to talk about the – 
the other boy that supposedly he was involved in yeah. killing. So it was it was definitely uh, captured the nation's attention. Anytime there's a train wreck, I think it did. But you know, obviously, it shows you you know that family had been in power for a long time, hundred years, and they're no longer in power. Yeah, no, they're no longer in power. But you know, I think at one time Buster was trying to be the next one in line to take over. And I think that's kind of been squashed at this yeah. point. I don't think the, the Murdoch name is going to carry as much weight in that County anymore as it used to. Now I will say there's another, there's the mayor of Kingstown on Paramount. It's another. I found out one. that, that the people in prison can still run things outside of the prison by watching that show. Yes. Yes. So, uh, uh, Hey, Hey, he might still run he might the County <laughs> at that point. You he never might. know. You know, I don't see him being quite as intimidating in prison as, did Some you see people. that shaved his head? I saw that. I was, matter of fact, I was eating breakfast at Cafe USA this morning, and um, I looked up there and I was like, "What happened to his hair?" And yeah. I, I mean, they apparently that's the first thing they do when they so they shave your head for you when you go to prison. Mm-hmm. Wow, another reason not to go to prison. Exactly. Reason number seven hundred eighty-eight. Amen to that. So. What well, else on the real talk? I, or did we combine I, real talk and real news today? I think into we kind of talked. Well, we just kind of combined it, but we still have something else to talk about a little bit later on, a little bit, go a little more in depth on something. But that kind of wraps it up for real talk right now. Very good. All right. Welcome back to the real news section. What do we have for us today in real news? We have a couple of things to talk about. We're going to talk a little bit more about some local teams and players, and then we'll go into a meeting that was at the city council last week. But Starting off, you know, there's a couple of Shreveport teams that are still, I think they made the top 28. So the semifinals for the boys. Was it Bozier from Bozier yeah, High? Bozier High School is headed to the semifinals as well as Calvary and Huntington. Huntington, yes. So congratulations on those three schools. Good luck. We'd like to see y'all bring a state championship home to both sides of the river on that one. And Bozier High School has been a staple in boys basketball in that tournament. So we're really excited and pulling for those guys. And I believe they have a great chance to bring home the championship trophy this year. Yeah, they, it, it seems like you're, you're right. Bozier highs always. They're kind of top 28. They seem like they're down there year in and year out. They, they always have a good basketball program. They're starting back with Coach Williams, you know. Yes. So also, we talked about Amani Larry a few weeks ago, and Amani had another good weekend over in Frisco, Texas, in a college showcase. Yes, he uh, was on the all all tournament team. Shout out to Amani Larry. That's, that's impressive. I shared on Twitter, I think, and even on Facebook. He had a nice home run. He had one home run last week that uh, I'm not sure it's even come down yet. Wow, so it was it was a bomb. They play that in the Global Life Stadium, the old Ranger Stadium. I'm not sure. Oh, no, well, they're playing it in, in Frisco, so no, it's probably in the they Frisco. have a nice uh, yeah stadium right. there. Uh, so shout out to Mississippi State and Amani, Larry, Amani. Like I said on Facebook, we see you out there, man. We're following you, and we're excited to see you continue success. Big week for the Larrys. Yes, Chloe with the state, state champion. championship, and Amani with the all tournament team. Well, the other thing we got going on this week is there was a a workshop at in Bozier the other day where they're talking about extending the water pipe down to the port in. Yeah, I tell you, been a lot of talk about that in Bossier City, and 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 they had a public workshop where they Eric England with the Caddo Bossier Port came and gave the information. Council members asked a lot of good questions. 
And I watched that with with a lot of interest because what they're wanting to do is is right now water stops at Hope Street in South Bossier. Correct. And they're wanting to put in a thirty inch thirty inch main from Hope Street down to the the port, the Caddo Bossier port. And, you know, in conjunction with the toll bridge that is going to be built out there, I think there's some very interesting things that could happen with this. One being during the meeting the other day, they talked about being the finalist for a $1.9 billion company yes, to bring 900, 900 jobs. jobs. And then they had another one they were finalists for I think, like, $1 billion. Yeah, for 400 jobs. Yes. So that, that was something that benefits both sides of the river. And, you know, with the with the – with the river boat gambling market like it is and Texas getting ready to put that on the ballot over there in Texas, having more industry come to Shreveport, Bossier, Caddo, and Bossier Parish is a huge thing. Oh, because no eventually, I do believe when Texas gets casinos, it'll kill we, will, we will probably lose over a 1,000 jobs, maybe more. Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll kill the, the gambling uh, business. So – I like the idea of an investing in this and working with the Caddo Bowser Port. I, I believe there's going to be industry on both sides of the Red River with the toll bridge that they're coming in with. And and, the, and Eric England had said that the port just recently bought 2,000 more acres of land to expand down there. So they're, they're, they're definitely going to try to increase the number of businesses that are down there. So yeah. that was a good thing. And one thing that was really good about this pipeline that's, the water line is being extended. The port's paying for it. They they took out a thirty five million dollar loan, and yeah. Like, and one of the things they said six million or part of it was at like less than one yeah, percent interest rate, point nine five percent, and then the rest of it was also pretty pretty low. Right. And so yeah, from from what we we gather from that that meeting, you know, the the city would uh, not have to pay to have that main installed and all of that work done that the port was borrowing the money. And then at some point, I think at three, once down the road, once the port brings in these businesses and starts using that, that, that the city will start making money once they've reached right. 3 million I, gallons. I, I, right. I think that was to sit there. The, the number is at 3 million gallons a day, anything over that, then the city and the port would split the money on that yeah and, and I, the port said they're not using it to as far as a profit they're using it to take it pay back their loan so that's just to help pay their loan off quicker whatever they make off that you know and a couple of things that that i found that was really a good idea you know you're talking about how it's going to bring some industry down there but they also said if any neighborhoods develop down there they could tie into this this 30 inch main so to get city water which is will always be a good thing so hopefully that'll help develop some neighborhoods farther south of yeah, and I think at. let's say that the Caddo Bose report brings in these, you know, nine hundred jobs and four hundred jobs. I do believe at some point out in the Elm Grove, South Bozier Parish area, you're gonna start seeing growth in oh, neighborhoods. There's no doubt with they that can, with the bridge right there. They can hop on and make it to work within minutes. Right. Oh yeah. It, it, it I can't see how it doesn't grow South Bozier Parish if if that goes into effect. And another thing that that, that does, you know, South Bozier Currently, our water doesn't constantly flow right. like other areas of North Bossier because there's not a lot of businesses that are using that water for it work. So that would cause a better water quality for, for South right. Bossier City. Right, because as of right now, the, the water, it just kind of sits stagnant, like you said, because everybody works 
South Bossier being a working community, most of the time there's not a lot of water, water running during the day, so it just kind of hangs out in the pipes. But that'll keep, especially if you have 3 million gallons a day going through there, it'll definitely clean it out. No doubt. And I I think so. It'll be interesting. I believe they're having a city council meeting tomorrow where they'll vote on this. You know, some of the details of the contract at the meeting, they talked about changing some of those things. I haven't read the contract and I know there's some debate and conversation about that. But I tell you, working with what the port's doing and how the growth that they and the jobs that they're trying to bring to our area. To me, it's a win win situation. Uh, I, I believe I believe so, too. You know, Eric England, he talked about, you know, it. If we get the water line or give them to get the water for them, they're going to put the water line in. It's going to be his job to get the enough companies down there to reach that 3 million gallons a day. He, he didn't think it was going to be much of a problem to get to the 3 million pretty easy. He said that currently there's a, a company on the Shreveport side that uses a million gallons a day, just that one company. So if you get one that's got 900 employees, they probably will go through. Quite a bit, quite a bit of water, pretty quickly too. So it'll it'll be good for us. And you know, right now our our water treatment facility is capable of producing enough water to meet them. So we don't have to provide more, do any upgrades to our water facilities because we can can increase our millions per day up. I can't remember exactly what it was, but we we have the capability of going up more without having to change anything. So there's not a whole lot of cost there. Now the I think the cost for Bossier City, long run was we after the pipes in, we'll maintain the pipe in the water flow. And so if there's anything happens to the water line after that, that would be Bossier City's responsible. The way I took it, right? But that that what you get out of it, I think, is a lot better. There's no doubt. I think eventually, as that grows, you know, they are also talking about putting in from I-49 a service road that will go to the port. And that will also lead to that bridge in that area. And I just think you're going to see that 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 growth really go off over the next 10, 15 years. Well, you know, in all, in all honesty, on the Shreveport side, one of the reasons that area it, it, it's, it has grown a lot out there, but one of the reasons it hasn't grown more is because they have problems with water out there. They can't. They It's always been a water supply issue out in South Caddo Parish. So... I think that's one reason they come to Bossier City is because they need. I don't. I I don't think Shreveport can produce. What yeah, they I think need. the infrastructure in Shreveport can't take on any additional. Which that was one thing that came up in the workshop was, you know, that Shreveport was going to continue to supply the water for what they're doing currently. Right. All all the current businesses would stay with Shreveport. Any of the new businesses would Correct. be on the, the, gro- the growth would be on the new main and and. So I think that's exciting and something to keep an eye out on and, and listening to. And, and and hopefully that will help really push, you know, the growth that outside, even though it's outside of the city limits, it, it feeds into restaurants and shopping and areas yeah. and, and homes, you know, in our area. So even though it's in South Bossier Parish, Elm Grove area, it's going to benefit. Oh, it, city it, it, it'll benefit us in the long run for sure. And you it can't. I, I just don't see how it can't. You yeah. know, I, I could be wrong, but you know, I think one of the things that was a couple of them had to hang up on was uh, it's a ninety-nine year lease. But yeah, and there's funny some of the questions they were asking. You know, Eric England was saying, you know, we can't go any any longer than ninety-nine right, that, years. That was, but I think the councilmen were wanting a shorter. Right. I think he was wanting thought they were talking about longer. He's like, you know, well, ninety-nine is as far as we can go. 
And they were like, nobody actually said it, but I think but they you could tell that's what they were. They were yeah, I think they were thinking, why are we giving up 99 years? Why don't we make it 30 years or right. whatever? But I think one of the reasons Eric England was thinking that way is because he said, we think at the port, we're thinking 10, 15, 20, 40 years down the road. We're not thinking five years down the road. We're trying to plan things out for next generation, you know, instead of, right now. So, and that, that is, you know, that I, I hit on that a little bit about when I was on the school board, you know, we were working 10 years out on things. And I think something of the magnitude of what the port is doing, they're thinking 20, 30, 40 years. Right. Out. You know, I was excited to see the workshop to allow the people to ask questions and get information because I think so much of what Bozier city's done in the past has been, you know, kind of behind closed doors, right. only maybe one or two people, on the council knew what was going on. And so for all of the council members to get an opportunity to ask questions and get that information, you could tell they better understood it than when they were asked to vote on something that they didn't have the details. On. And, and to be honest with you, there, there are times that we knock on the city council, but I, I think on this one, on the surface, it seems like it's a good deal. It seems like they're doing something right for the city. So I, I, I'm, you know, like I said, I, I, I give them credit where credit's due on some things. So I think they, they have done a seems like settled serve seems to be doing a good job as of now for this. It looks like it benefits the city and the parish. I agree. Now are there any people who are, are opposed to this? Have you You know, I've seen a, a, a pe people that are concerned about the contract and the way it reads and the wording. And when you get in the weeds of that, I'm not an attorney. Right. You know, so I, I, I can't tell you the details of that. But there are some people that, that are that are questioning the contract and the wording of that. But well, I would assume that's something the lawyers hash out anyway before, because I, are there any lawyers on the city council? There's not a lawyer, but they have former judge chief Jacobs, who's the city attorney. Okay. So, I mean, they, so I they think have he's somebody. working with the ports lawyers. Those lawyers were at the meeting as well. So I think they're going to change some of the wording or at least have a better explanation of some of that stuff. Now, who was the Ben guy that was talking? That He is works for Manchac, but he is the city engineer. Manchac is the city okay. engineer for Bossier City. Okay. So he kind of runs. I'm going to tell you this. Ben is a sharp guy when it comes to knowing water and knowing what he does. I have been on record at city council meetings concerned about the power that Manchac has, you know, being the city engineer and the water, but that guy knows his stuff and he's a Bossier high school graduate. Yeah. He, he, he seemed to, to know his stuff. He, he might not have known the details of the, the law side of it, you know, but he, the, as far as the amount of water, things like that, he, he really kind of, he knew his stuff on that. Yeah, and we'll keep monitoring and keep an eye on this on the real news section of our show to keep you in the loop on what we know about it and what we hear about it now, as well. I don't know if we said or not. They're voting on it tomorrow, correct? Yes, they're voting tomorrow. So, yeah, that'll be at the regular city council meeting. So I guess if you want to hear about it, go to the city council meeting and they should talk about it a little bit more before they vote on it. Yeah, and they, you know, one of the things the city council is on YouTube, on their on their homepage, you can watch the video as well. So I highly recommend if you want to be in the know and in the loop on that and know more about it, go to their YouTube channel, go to their city page. I think they now have Aaron Buchanan, who's running the city of Bozier's page and, and putting links to the city council meeting. So you can kind of be in the loop on that. She came from the Department of Transportation. She did. Yeah. Former newscaster. Mm -hmm. that, that's a good thing to have. That way people can keep up with it on a lot easier. Yes. So, and if you can't keep up with it through their YouTube page, be sure and join us in the future and we'll, We'll keep up with it for you.
No doubt. I think that's it for the real news segment today, Keith. Welcome back to the real funny section. We've got some dad jokes in the house today. Before we do that, actually, I got some breaking news. And this really, I know you're going to find it funny, but it really is not under the funny action section. But the other day, I don't know if you saw that Adam Scheffner was on a podcast and he got some breaking news coming over that they were going to make a trade was supposed to go through. Well, I just got something on my phone and it's actually breaking news. By the time this airs, it probably won't be breaking news, but the New Orleans Saints have signed Derek Carr. Is there really? a quarterback? That's a that's a good decision. I think that's going to be a good a good pickup for the. Yeah, Saints. I think Derek Carr is a good quarterback, and uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Sure about the that. Saints fans need need some hope over. I there. figured you're going to make some type of joke about it. I, you, know, uh, you, know. you know, I like the Saints football team. I just don't like their fans very uh, much. <laughs> well, well, what? <laughs> okay. And I don't like the Cowboys fans. <laughs> No, but seriously, I, I just read that that Derek Carr signed with the Saints. So that's big. That that that's exciting. I did also, though, however, see that you know every year the uh, players rank the team and the right. facilities, and the Saints got an F. I'm not surprised. Have you been to New Orleans? I mean, yeah, but you would think the Bensons would put a little money in there and make it make it nice for them. Yeah, right. I mean, I'm a Saints fan. But to be honest with you, and I, I, this is going to sound horrible when I say this, if Katrina doesn't happen, the, the Saints are in San Antonio. They, they were one foot out the door when Katrina hit. And Made for a heck of a script. Yeah, I, I believe the NFL kept them in New Orleans after Katrina. And it's worked out well since. But up until that point, I think they were gone. I mean, you know, only 87 to... cars were broken into at the last home Saints game. Hey, only 87. It's getting better. Yeah. It's a good deal. <laughs> wow. You know, New Orleans is really getting bad. This is supposed to be funny. We're talking about New Orleans. Okay. I'll go with the first dad joke. And I will go ahead and say none of my dad jokes are mine today. People, I've had people, I guess our dad jokes part is kind of a hit with people because I've had people come up to me and say, hey, I got a dad joke for y'all. So I'm one of different people. We'll use everybody else's dad jokes today. I like it. So, all right. First one. Why did the Mexican start taking antidepressant medicine? I don't know. Because of Hispanic attacks. Hispanic attacks. Hispanic attacks. That's good. That's fine. That one was actually brought to by my wife. So good job, Denise. So That's Denise, shout out. I have a question for you. Okay. Where do you take someone that's been injured in a peekaboo, a game of peekaboo? <laughs> I don't know. The ICU. Mm, I like that one. I see. I see you like that one. <laughs> I see you <laughs> like that one. All right. My next one. Why did the golfer wear two pairs of pants to play golf? In case he got a hole in one. In case he got a hole in one. Good job. That one was actually brought to to me by my mother. Nice. So very my, nice. My mother brought that one out there. So good job, mom. She didn't like my after hours jokes last week, so she made me tell yeah, one. Yeah, clean it up a little bit. Yeah, she week. said you got to clean up your jokes. So 
How do you find Will Smith in a snowstorm? <laughs> I don't know. You look for the fresh prints. Ah, I thought you were going to go with Men in Black on something on that one, but I got that. Fresh Speaking prints. of Will Smith, I happened to watch the Chris Rock Netflix I, what, what, thing last what, night. What did he say about that? It was good. It was good. I don't want to spoil it for anybody that had an opportunity to watch it. But I'm assuming he talks about the slap. He does. Okay. I mean, I don't know how you can have your special and not talk about the slab. It's a pretty, you know, just like any comedy show, it's it's vulgar at times, but it was pretty good when he talked about Will and Jada. It's good stuff. I have to go out and check it out. What's it on? Netflix. Netflix. All right. All right. Here's my last one. This one's brought to me by Revis Gay. So, you know, scientists were recently able to weigh rainbows. Really? It turns out they're pretty light. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I see that. They're pretty light. That's good stuff. Thank you, Revis. Revis, good job. Thank everybody. that. And I actually had several people that sent me a list of, of dad jokes and said, here, pick one or two of these. And I haven't used those yet, but I will. So shout out to everybody that's paying attention to the dad jokes. We really appreciate y'all. I did have someone tell me this week, man, my dad watches your show, but he just doesn't get the dad jokes. Well, it was this person's dad. He didn't get the dad jokes. So That's um, kind of ironic. Yeah. Dad doesn't get the dad jokes. We will keep the dad jokes coming. We will try to keep them a little cleaner than last show, but every once in a while. Well, and I have, it's not a dad joke. This was something that happened to me. So the other day I went to the cemetery and I was putting flowers out at my grandmother's site. And this older woman walked up to me as I was leaving, and she said, how you doing? And I said, oh, crap, you can see me? And it scared her so bad, she took off running. She thought you were a ghost. She thought I was a ghost. That's good stuff. But that pretty much wraps it up on our funniest today. Thank you all for joining us for the real funny segment of the show. Thank you. As always, the last segment of the show is the Real Cool Story section. The Real Cool Story, we were supposed to have a guest this week, but we're going to push them back to a couple weeks from now. Right. They they had to cancel on us, which is not a big deal. We just move them back one more week. Hopefully, hopefully we can have them on next week. So uh, there won't be any real cool stories this week other than just you and I looking at each other. We are really cool stories. Right. But other than that, no, we don't have the, our guest, like I said, had to cancel at the last minute. And so we'll have him next week. But you know, we want to thank everybody for watching us today. And also, I would like to say, if you are interested in being a guest in the Real Cool Story section, if you want us to bring you in, interview you, let you tell us about some really cool things about you and your life, reach out to us. We have Facebook Messenger, Twitter. You can DM us on Twitter. Reach out to us. We'd be glad to have you as a guest. We've got several guests here lined up over the next few months that they are going to come in and speak with us, but we could... We're always open. We, we we can have a really cool story every week. If yeah, we're, we're really, if, if somebody wants to come in, we're not limited to having a really cool story every two weeks. You know, if somebody wants to come in, if they, we, we're more than welcome to have anybody come in to tell us their really cool stories. And like you said, we're on, they can met, get to us on Facebook or Twitter. If you have some comments about the show that you want to leave with us, what you like, don't like. Or if you just you have a dad joke that you want to leave with us, send it to our Facebook or send it to our Twitter direct messages and or leave a comment on YouTube. And like I told you, I always say every week, go to YouTube and like us, subscribe and 
more you subscribe, more you like, the more it gets out there for people to hear. No doubt. And we really, again, appreciate everyone for joining us on the sidewalk. I'm Shane and he's Keith. We appreciate you and we hope you join us next week.